a bullpen session. This is Patrick Lillis. Uh, thanks for listening. Glad you're here. Glad you're well. Hoping everybody's well. Okay. Vaccinated. Seems like seems like a lot of people are getting it done. I feel like that is the the sign on every episode now because uh, I just want everybody to be vaccinated so we can get back to hanging out together. Yeah, I'm excited to share the conversation this week with Alice Kremelberg, and she she's great. Um, you, you, she was in Trial of the Chicago 7. She was, was on the last two seasons of Orange is the New Black. Um, she is currently quarantining up in Nova Scotia while they get ready to film season four of The Sinners, which that, uh, besides, I think, Bill Pullman, I think everyone every season is a new cast. And... You know, I'm thrilled to talk with those. Like, one of the things I've been thinking about is, like, I'm talking about people, you know, the podcast, the bullpen session, really about, like, you know, what did you do? How did things change? What's happening? And and Alice is interesting to me because she's about the same age and peer group of a lot of members of the farm theater community. And I first met her when, I think it was Alex Riad. Uh, literary fellow for the farm invited her into the play development class to be an actor and you know just came in and acted one and then I I asked her if she would do a role in a three-day workshop of a Judith Leora's play and I think she had like 12 lines or something in this thing and you know I I don't think I was aware at the time that she was on Orange is a New Black and she just did it and she killed it and then Leah Romeo's play that is happening this year she did the three-day workshop of as well. And, you know, I just love that she loves acting. And that is so clear. Um, and she loves theater. And she loves the process. And she's been doing this for a while. I mean, I, you'll hear us talk, but I looked on the, you know, IMPD and realized, like, oh, it's been 15 years of this career. That's like, not, not to talk about her age, but, you know, it gives about half her life she's been doing this. And how did that happen? And how did it come about? And how did the next steps happen? And, you know, and it's also we talk about this show, web series that she got nominated for an Emmy for called The Feels, which I highly recommend. It's really great. And I had watched it a couple of times and then researching discovered that she was on it. And, and so I went and watched those episodes. And it's just great to talk to somebody who loves I think everybody who does the pod loves their art, but it is clear that it is, it was just good to reconnect with the idea of like, I love doing this. And there are specific things that you, you know, you can identify what you like about it and, and gravitate towards that. And, and she does that. And I've, you know, and I've talked about that a lot coming out of this as we come out of this pandemic. And I feel like we're coming out of it. It's so funny. I have to, teach a class in the fall where I'm going to be taking people from three colleges in the South to who are going to be up in New York. And once a week, we're going to go see a play. And, you know, I'm optimistic and hoping once a week there'll be a play to go see. But I know that by October there will be. You know, I know that there will be because the farm is going to do a reading and a live event in October. And I think other people are going to start doing them. And so I'm just starting to feel optimistic that we're going to get back. Right now, it feels a little holding pattern. I think people are you know, wanting to see live things, so they'll probably go outdoors to see them. I know Shenandoah University, one of our partner schools, they just did a live production outdoors. So I think there's going to be a lot of that the next couple of months. And then eventually, 
things will start to go back to how we present in the theater. But in the meantime, it's also really exciting that people are making things. Hypocrite in the Tank, doing Dipti Brahmankar's Island of Contentment, and that's running, I think, one more week. And, you know, that's a combination of live and film virtual production and with Alice getting ready to film the whole the season of The Sinners. Um, it's, you know, that type of work, film, television, audio is is really starting to come back, it feels like. And it's just, I am grateful. I'm grateful for that because I need, I need everybody to get back to being able to do the work that we do and how we do it. But mostly, I'm also grateful. I just want to say that I'm grateful that we've been able to continue to do stuff and stay engaged. And, you know, my conversation with Alice reminded me of that because, uh, you know, I just talking about the joy of the work. So with that, I'll have you enjoy the conversation and play ball. So I'm in Nova Scotia right now, um, which is so beautiful. But yeah, I'm, I'm uh, quarantining here. I flew into Toronto first, quarantined there, and then flew here. And I'm quarantining here. Um, just the way that the the slides look, that's how it that's how it kind of unfolded. But I'm surrounded by water, so although I'm alone, it is kind of like the most ideal place to quarantine. I feel like, <laughs> um, yeah, it's really nice. Like I've had like neighbors down this. I'm in I'm on, on this like little island, um, and a lot of the neighbors have come by like with post-it notes, like with their numbers, like all like you know, it's like it's. The, the sweetest thing. They're like, if you need anything. Did they know you're quarantining for work? Are they like just welcoming you? Just welcoming. Yeah. Like the sweetest people that I've ever met. <laughs> like, it is just such a, yeah, it's, it's, it's so sweet. Um, yeah. They brought like a fruit basket. Like, like <laughs> I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> so cool. <laughs> I am not in New York anymore. <laughs> And what oh, yeah, are you, what are you what are you filming? What are you quarantining? So I'm doing the fourth season of The Sinner um, for USA and then Netflix eventually. But yeah, so I'm here, you know, doing that, and then going to be. I think there's like a few weeks of uh, like rehearsal and some like research work we can do before we start shooting. So that's kind of definitely a luxury that I don't think I've I've had before in terms of like working with the. Uh, the directors and crew and stuff like that. And re- you mean you haven't done the, re- the, the had the rehearsal process? Yeah, for f- for film and TV, I haven't. I mean, other than like some table reads and stuff like that, I don't think I've been able to. Like, there's like certain aspects of the of the series that we are like kind of um, we're able to like experience and learn certain aspects of it before we shoot anything, um, kind of like on the ground. It's like a fishing town, so we're learning like things that our family does in the, in the series, and that's gonna be really fun, I think. Well, no, it's interesting. I, it's very funny. I, I short, I, I directed a short, and this guy who produced mm-hmm. it was telling me, he goes, You know, rehearsal's a luxury, and I'm like, Well, not with me, it's not <laughs> like it's yeah. required. Like, and then just to understand that, like, you show up on these into these major events that are set up, you know television and film and to realize like oh we're not rehearsing yeah yeah it, it definitely has like or I guess was a, a, a surprise or adjustment like for, from theater to tv and film and you know uh, what everybody says is just like you have to show up ready and you know 
the rehearsals are a lot of depending on you know what part you're doing in in each specific thing but like you know a lot of it is just like blocking and finding out where you are what things you're picking up and, and continuity and then you know but in terms of like creative rehearsal yeah it, it doesn't it, it there's usually not so much time to do it with other people you know because i'm excited to to do that yeah and to be in the area of where to learn about what the world of the series is just from being there even yeah yeah absolutely yeah so each each season is um is like it's like an anthology so each each season is a completely new cast like besides bill pullman um who's in all of the seasons but for the most part everybody else is it's like a different um a whole different study each season nice yeah yeah so we're new congrats (laughs) So I'll be meeting my family and, and all that <laughs> soon. <laughs> That's exciting. You're going to find out that they're the people who've been bringing you the post-it notes and, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the cast this year. <laughs> we have taken over this one island. And <laughs> everyone around me is the crew and cast. <laughs> that would be amazing. When did you start acting? Could you start like, because you grew up in New York, right? Yeah, I grew up in New York. I was born um, on Long Island and then went to, um, <clears throat> I would come into the city for acting classes when I was like 12, 13, and then went to high school in the city at uh, the Professional Performing Arts School, PPAS on 48th Street. Um, and yeah, I started, I guess, I mean, other than like school stuff when I was younger, I started um, auditioning, I guess, when I was like around that age 14 15 while, um, while in high school yeah yeah so our high school was like really small very a, a great school there's you know dance dance and, and drama and musical theater and all that and the the school allows you to like work professionally and then come back to school or be tutored outside so it was like a lot of people that were wanting to work are already working um would go to that school because it was, it was just, it catered to that. Yeah. And were you, were you already working? I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> I think I was, I think it was like kind of a, a thing that happened to, all together. Like it was, it's sort of a college kind of high school where you're like, you have a certain study and, and like I was in drama. And so like half, half of school would be, you know, all of your regular subjects. And then half of um, your school day would be like, scene study or movement or all that. Um, so I really just wanted to like to learn and, and, and study and know more. And then um, I, yeah, I forget how it happened, but yeah, I, I did start auditioning while I was in high school and then like slowly started to, to get work. I think the first thing I did was like a soap opera with guiding light. Yeah. I wanted to ask, cause I saw that, you know, I, you know, quickly do the IMBD to be like, okay, what do yeah, I yeah, know yeah. about? And, yeah. and I saw that and I went, you, you, you know, I know approximately how old you are and I know that yeah. what year that was. I was like, oh, that, that had to, <laughs> yeah, that I was you like, had I was to be kid. young. And, yeah, I was actually, yeah. And I was curious, like, you know, because it was funny, like I send you the questions we will talk about at some point, you know, right. cover, but, but, um, but I'm like, oh, how did you, get to the next level is always one of my questions. Like what happened for you where you felt like you went to the next thing? And I think, well, you're working in high school, you know, you may not even be aware that, that the next level is happening. 
you know, like yeah. already uh, you're already on a TV show that's daytime soap that's being seen by right. millions of people. Yeah, you know? yeah, like, yeah. And my mom was very excited. No, <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it was interesting because I definitely was excited and I was aware that like it was a like a fortunate thing that was happening, and I also feel like the way that it happened was was very lucky because I was I played a younger version of one of the characters that was already. Um, that already existed in the world. And so I feel like I got very lucky being that like, I kind of looked like her. So it was like that plus <laughs> yeah. any shred of, of, of knowing how to say lines, <laughs> but probably mostly that I looked like her. <laughs> um, I was actually just talking about this with my partner and, and I, I don't remember, I haven't seen these scenes in so long. I don't, I can't find them. I don't know where they are. I feel like Somebody in my family probably has a VHS tape of them. But, um, I like I, I remember that like in in these few episodes, my track I guess was like I, I remember giving birth, but I also remember there was like kind of a date rape situation that happened, and I like I was telling this to my partner, and I was like, oh my gosh, my mom was standing in the corner because I was under eighteen, having to like I mean I know it wasn't a crazy like they didn't you know. It was just like probably a, a sliver of what was happening and, you know, nothing too insane what we shot. But my mom like standing in the corner knowing what's happening and just like crumbling inside. <laughs> like, oh, my goodness, my daughter. <laughs> what is happening? Um, so, yeah, I was I was recalling that memory. <laughs> like, that's how everything started. But that's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's thrown no. in. Um yeah, I don't know where to, it's funny. I was curious about it because I thought, oh, it starts so early and you went to the performing arts school. So you're curious, you're obviously yeah. really interested. You want to pursue it. And fortunately you live in, in and around New York. So there's a mm -hmm. access to not only, absolutely not only excellent training, but, but professional opportunity. And then, yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm, I have a, a couple of things. Did you go to Fordham because you wanted to continue to work and go to school or was that a program? Was it something about it? Or Yeah, it was, that was, um, yeah, it's interesting how it all started to like, I definitely feel very lucky in terms of like location. I was very, like, it was very accessible to go into the city. I was going to acting classes like once or twice a week before I even went to high school. And that was, you know, um, super fortunate, but, um, I started dancing. So that's kind of like how I got into everything to begin with was ballet. And I would do the Nutcracker every year on stage and kind of that performance aspect of, of things is where I kind of fell in love with, with acting. Um, but yeah, I went, I, I went to Fordham. I didn't, you know, I, I went for a year and then I kind of did my own thing after that, but um, I wanted to kind of have the best of all of the world. Like I wanted to study and I wanted to work and I wanted, but I was also like, working like side jobs to make money and then auditioning and then going to school. And I definitely got a lot out of, uh, out of it when I went, but it did feel like very chaotic to try to do everything all at once. And it, it wasn't totally, a lot of those trainings, of course, don't really, don't really want you to be like working outside because then you're missing classes and all the like real logistical stuff, um, logistics of it. But um but yeah, kind of, I felt like it was, it was more chaos than it was almost worse. <laughs> so that's when I decided to kind of try to make my own 
um, piecemeal of a training. So I, I did my own thing after that. And then, and then I went to the Atlantic. Uh, they had the first year they did like the night, the nighttime conservatory. So you could like work and audition during the day and then study at night. It was a kind of is nice mix. <laughs> I was curious how you picked it, but is that why you picked it or just because you knew the Atlantic or you knew the teacher, you knew the, who the people were? Or... Yeah, it was, it was mostly like, I mean, it was a few things, but it was um, like, I knew some friends that had been there and had some good experiences, but also, also really like scheduling of like, this is one thing that is like affordable to an extent because it was, it wasn't like a full college degree. And it was something that I could like, there isn't, I mean, other than like, you know, acting classes or scene study classes, there's not too many like conservatory-esque places that like allow you to work. And so that was a, a big selling point. <laughs> like I can continue auditioning and trying to like do this thing and learn on the side and kind of combine them together. So it felt kind of like a, the best balance of both. And it's it's interesting to me because, uh, yeah, I think it's funny when you said people don't like the interrupted you know, you don't want to miss mm. the classwork, but I also think there's this weird thing of like, not weird. I shouldn't have the judgment, but they don't, <laughs> they, don't uh, they think you're going to corrupt the, what you're learning. If you, right, right. They're like, <laughs> I'm like, right. Yeah. If I make a living doing my art, somehow I will spoiled what, yeah. you, you know. Yeah. And I, and I really did buy into that for a while too. Like I, 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 for years after was like kicking myself being like, I had a lot of, you know, mixed emotions about all of it thinking like there's only one way of doing things. And like, I need to go to like Juilliard or Yale. I'm like, that is it. You know, like it just, there's, it's just a strange kind of thing to, to make sense of on your own, I think. And you don't really know, like, you know, where you're getting the best training, what actually matters. And then like the, the financial aspect of it, like all of it's just like very, confusing I think at that age beyond like being able to even get into those uh, institutions but yeah it's it it definitely for a while after I was like I don't know if I made a big mistake should I just should I have because I definitely when I was younger felt this like time was running out aspect and um was around in high school like all these people who were working fully and at like you know 16 and so you or I like you know had this idea of like how whatever that success is supposed to look like and the timing of all of it and how difficult or easy it is for certain people and like all that. And that was very, I don't know, it 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 definitely like created a lot of noise in my head when I was younger. Thankfully that's not there anymore. <laughs> um but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think that that definitely like started to influence uh how I saw education in in drama and theater and like what if there was like a right way of doing things which obviously there isn't or there was a best way of doing you know any of it but yeah I don't know I I I'm grateful for my very like strange piecemeal of a <laughs> of an education um but but you went you know at some point you decided like oh I'm going to train for not only what allows me to work but what works for me you know, it seems yeah. like, seemed like the Atlantic from the outside, from my little bit of knowing you, it seemed like a good home and it worked for you. And Yeah, it definitely, the schedule was definitely like, you know, exactly what I needed. And then since then, I've, I, as you know, like I've, um, a few years after I left, um, came back to do like 
teaching artist stuff with the kids there. So that's been that I've been doing for years. And that's been like, kind of a great other avenue of like creative outlet while like, you know, making a little bit of money kind of I transitioned out slowly, very slowly out of the like service industry into teaching as like my side job. Obviously, a big difference in uh, <laughs> in income, <laughs> but but um, but that yeah that that the 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 way that they kind of like open their arms to past students to teach the the like kids programs and stuff like that. That's like a really kind of beautiful thing that they do. I think becoming a teaching artist is more just get to spend more time. It's, you know, I did it as well, and it's that idea yeah. get to spend more time doing your art closer to how you want to live your life. And the right. And a lot of people, I think, think like, oh, I'm going to transition from my day job to this. It would be yeah. such an ideal day job. And it's like the money is a, <laughs> an eighth. You know, I'm not going to yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. know what the real number is, but it's a lot less. I have no idea. Yeah. But you're that doing it when oh. you're, you know, you're supplementing more of your income through your right. actual art. And then you're, you're able to do that and it's good yeah which I, I yeah definitely the first few years of trying to like slowly decrease the amount of shifts I would work at a restaurant or bar into teaching was like there was like definitely some some uh some <laughs> uh failures in that in the first you know couple years of like I think I can work this many shifts and, and I can teach this many classes and I'll be okay and I'm being like no 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 <laughs> we need to adjust to keep just keep adjusting <laughs> Because when you talk about being able to shift even in being a teaching artist, like, is there a mm -hmm. shift? Did something, what do you think happened for you? And it could have been just the beginning. It could have been, I got on yeah. a type of soap and it worked. Um, where you mm -hmm. felt like, oh, I'm going to work. I'm going to have a career. I can let go of the service in industry. Um, whatever mm -hmm. it is, whatever next level means to you. Because I, I say next level because the one question I asked is, when did you think you'd have a career? Yeah. You wrote back. I'm not sure what you mean by this. Which cracked yeah, me. like I don't know if I ever will think that I. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I have not that's had twisted thinking. thinking. This is the third season of the podcast. Nobody has said to me, "Oh, I, 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 I knew it when." Yeah. yeah. Everyone's like, "We don't. We still don't know." <laughs> there's never a time. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, there's definitely moments. There's definitely like, I guess, small moments where um, definitely what what I, what we were just talking about of like this the opportunity, the ability to like slowly um, not rely so heavily on like all of the side jobs um, to be able to let certain things go or, or work less in, in a, in, in one of them or, or something like that. I, that definitely was, was and is like a big shift. And, and, you know, it, it ebbs and flows. Like I'm, I'm not even, I'm not even sure, you know, nothing is concrete. So it's like kind of this constant, you know, these these kind of hills and valleys and and peaks and you know but nothing is linear so it's always like who knows what happens next year and you know but yeah there's definitely been like moments where I was like okay also I don't know there was I think a bit of time where because I because I started when I was younger I really for 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 a while like took what I was given like received what I was given but didn't really like search for anything else. And for a long time, I've like wanted to do theater and I've wanted to do more like independent work. And then, you know, I did, I did Doomsday, which was this indie, you know, uh, yeah, and, um, a couple episodes. 
and that sort of was like an eye-opening experience because I saw, you know, Sonia and other people who are like building this thing for themselves who created it. And it just, it like sparked a, another fire in me where I was like, I don't, you know, have to just wait. I can create it. I can like work with people that I, that I'm inspired by and it can be for no money and it doesn't matter, you know, like whatever, you know, depending on where you're, where you're at in your career, what you can, you know, uh, afford to do, but like, yeah, these moments of, of realizing like what actually excites me and then following that instead of like being a sitting duck. Cause I was a teenager. And of course, like, I mean, not of course, I'm sure there's a lot of teenagers who are <laughs> super proactive, but I just, <laughs> I wasn't totally one of them. I think um, I, I did like, you know, summer shows and black box theaters and, and stuff like that when I was in high school, which was great. It was like still some of my best experiences. <laughs> but yeah, I think there's moments of realizing like, who's my community? Like, who do I want to work with? Who inspires me? Like, and, and what do I want to make, you know? And, and kind of starting from that place instead of like, just kind of being told what to do, which I think as an actor, it, it, it's like an easy thing to fall into. It's like, they're going to tell us where to go and where to be and what to say. Well, it is easy. It's, it's easy because they're post auditions. And so you start thinking like, oh, I, that's how I apply for a job. And I think yeah, yeah, yeah. seeing Sonia doing Doomsday and mm-hmm. now everything else. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it is watch. It's being empowered to see that, I, you know, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I it's probably jumping ahead a bit, but I, watching mm-hmm. the feels like oh, I was, yeah. Oh my gosh. Which was so beautiful. I uh, love them so much. And I, I was, love them. I was curious how that came about. Cause I was so excited mm-hmm. to see not only to get to watch them or whatever, but to see that you co-wrote. Mm-hmm. And I thought like, Oh, that's an empowering mm-hmm. show. And, and yeah. And uh, I don't know. It's funny because you nominated for Daytime Emmy and all that. But uh, oh my god, yeah, which is impressive and amazing. <laughs> but as strange as that. <laughs> but you know, when I saw that, I thought, well, is it a web series? Is it a because it's it's on YouTube? Yeah. It's great. Um, and each of those, I mean, I watched the the three episodes, but I also watched them mm-hmm. others because uh, yeah, the series is like yeah, incredible, phenomenal. How did that come about for you? Because that seems like in line with like, oh, I want to generate my own product. Yeah, yeah, that's so funny because it actually ties back into what we were just talking about. But we were we were at a um, festival in Brooklyn. I can't remember which one. I think it might have been like the Williamsburg or the Bushwick Film Festival. Um, <clears throat> and it was for Doomsday. So it was like there with Doomsday and with the crew and um the fields came on. The fields was also being um, honored there and shown there. And the fields came on and they're like, I think three or three episodes, like the short episodes played. I was completely blown away. <laughs> I, like, I was like, I've not seen anything like this. It feels so real to me. This feels like exactly what I want to do. And I like completely fangirled over Tim and Najee. They spoke after and I'm like, <laughs> I was like, I like ran up to them and I was like, oh my goodness, <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> Um, thank you for like creating such a you know beautiful piece of art and like just to just to like say I like your work and then um, we like you know chatted there and then I guess down the line I did another a short film um, with Najee Najee was the DP um, called the Revolutionaries and then 
uh, we started, you know, connecting more and like um, Najee and Tim and I just kind of started talking about what we would want to do. So it was very like uh, a very organic kind of birthing of it. And then Tim and I would meet uh, a few times and just kind of talk about what the arc of this character would be and like what, what we both kind of like want to talk about in general. So we were just like kind of throwing ideas out of like what's on our mind, what's our like own life experience with certain things, what's the confusing thing, what's the hard thing. And so like, we really just like brainstormed and talked a, a lot and connected. And then like from that, these like bits came, you know, and yeah. it is like, it's like, you know, some, some of the most fun personal stuff <laughs> in, in those, in those episodes that really like, um, it was like, and even just working on it, like they create such a like loving, generous space that you can just like, play and try something and fail and like do something really silly and and took so much care in creating that space so can't wait to do it again (laughs) i was curious actually about it because it seemed you know the three character three episode arc i was like Mm -hmm. well i want i hope you do more (laughs) i hope so too (laughs) i'll work with them whenever (laughs) And I love that because it is, you know, that conversation is funny. I saw a doomsday at a festival in Vermont and that's how I reconnected oh with you very quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, you're, this is amazing. And so uh, I think going up and telling people that you like their work never hurts. Mm. Like nobody, nobody's like, get away from me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Especially when it's like, you know, it's so genuine. You're not trying to get something out, you know, like I really did not go up there thinking like, I want to be in your thing. I was just like, this is amazing. Congrats. Like, like, fuck yeah. Like, I can't wait to see more, you know? Um, but yeah, when it's genuine, I think I'm not someone to like, you know, rush over to people often, but when it, when it strikes, it was, it, you know, it, it's very real and just like on impulse. Um, but yeah, I'm very glad that I did. Yeah. Glad, yeah. And it's interesting to hear like that did does everyone co-write their episodes yeah i'm pretty sure everybody has a i'm not sure if it's every single person i'm pretty sure though that like everybody who um is featured like helps create in some way the narrative that they want to tell which is beautiful it's amazing and it yeah because yeah. And it's funny when you said this safe environment i'm like the thing of you in your apartment and getting ready and the blah 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 but then yeah on the phone on the playground it's like this oh great God, yeah. it's this great shot and i lived the first 10 weeks of the pandemic up with my mother who lives across the street from a county park and i would walk on the playground almost every day i was like oh, oh right you're unconscious that you're doing this thing and yeah felt very intimate and real and mm. lovely thank um, you thank you i love that playground I'm like this is you know this feels like a good spot right in this like weird crawl space <laughs> this tunnel <laughs> yeah that was it was so fun yeah we spent a day like screaming at seagulls and, <laughs> and ducks yes <laughs> being nuts <laughs> running and smoking and yeah. <laughs> I want to ask like how does orange and is, is a new black happen like how does is that just an yeah. audition or does it happen because somebody sees you in something or no that's a really good question that's so funny because i 
um, have been auditioning for Jen Houston, who cast me in it for like, since I was 15. (laughs) To know the backstory is hilarious. We have like, I've been such a big fan of her for a really long time. I've been in for her for, you know, for a while, for like, at the point it was like over, you know, 10 years from that. And I've gotten close to things and like, just like, and she's been such a champion of me and like all this, um, like wonderful stuff. We really got along. And I've been in for Orange like a, a couple times, you know, like one liner, like, like, like different, like offshoots of things. But yeah, there's like a lot of history between me and going into that casting office, which, um, you know, doesn't sometimes doesn't mean anything. You can go into the same same casting office for forever and and not book anything. But um, but yeah, I, I it was it was simple really. Like I went in and did I think just like I think it must have been two scenes, maybe one scene. I think it was just yeah, it was like one scene. I think I think it was like the first scene that I appear in. I could be wrong. There could be one more. But we did them like I think once or twice. And I don't think I had a, I think I, I think I just got the call like two days later or, something, or a few days later because they used the tape to test it, whatever it was. Yeah. So that was like a very crazily, I can't remember if there was a callback. I honestly can't remember, but I remember that it happened very quickly and it was sort of painless, which like, you know, not all of the experiences are, but I guess, you know, sometimes, sometimes it works out. But yeah, I, I will say that like, I, I did like, have the connection of, of going in for her and, and her seeing my work for like over 10 years, <laughs> which I think maybe helped solidify like the, I don't know, the trust in me or something like that. I'm not sure. Um, no, well, I think it's funny. You're like, it was painless and it was easy. And I think it was one or two scenes. But it took 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think which, 10 years later, <laughs> which is a lot of, I, I you know, I, I'm, sort of but you got called in just like a regular audition i mean she knows you so somebody submit yeah, yeah. somebody submits you i'm imagining right and they're like well of course yeah yeah we love mm-hmm. alex let's bring her in you know um mm-hmm. but it is that 10 year and i think that's the thing you know when you say that is every time it's also when other people go into offices and maybe they don't have that you also had some kind of com- connection and chemistry where you felt like whether I get the job or not, I'm like working here. You know, I like. Yeah, yeah. It, it does make such a huge difference of like, you know, certain casting offices that like, you know, you just, you feel uh, the, like that, like I, like I was talking about with the feels, like you feel the ability to play. I mean, I'm an anxious person anyway, so like I will panic about just about anything. <laughs> but like, I don't know, I feel like you can, you can feel the difference in certain offices that like, you know, feel very like loving or right and, and, open. Feel, and, and the ones that feel great to you are going to feel different to somebody else and you know and it's like for sure oh my gosh yeah but trust for that sure. you know and I, I like hearing that because I think um I think people need to know like figuring out where you connect and know that that connection mm-hmm. just because you can get the job isn't real you know yeah yeah for sure yeah I mean you started young, but I was going to say it takes a long time. Like it, th- these relationships yeah. are long-term. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I've always felt so weird if I like had a bad audition somewhere and been like crushed, you know, like, like they're never going to see me again or whatever. <laughs> so, like the older I get, I'm kind of like, I don't think that's 
and maybe that's real, but I don't think there's such a like such a huge fall from grace if you like have not the best audition. <laughs> they won't remember, <laughs> you know, like, unless something insane happens. <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> right, but if insane happens, then try not to bring insane into the room <laughs> next time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yep, 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 yep. <laughs> and, yeah, but that's how that happened. That's cool. That's cool. And then it ended up being like, a, you know, it's money, like the one line auditions and this one ended up being substantial time. Yeah. 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 I was super grateful to, you know, to be asked back and like, you know, you never know if things like that, like they can very quickly like write you out or keep you or whatever. And so like, I was just as happy to like have a job at all. <laughs> and to like, you know, to it was cool because I got to start with a bunch of people who were just starting as well on the show because it was, you know, the different prison and everything. Um, so we got to like, you know, connect and all start kind of together, which was uh, a nice experience. Nice. Good. Instead of being like the lone person coming into a, a moving, you know, right. team. I guess that's a good thing, you know, about the premise of, well, the show you're doing right now, yeah. like everybody, mm -hmm. except for the, except for Bill Pullman, everybody's going to be. Yeah. Right? Indeed, yeah. Which is, yeah. That is a really wonderful experience. Everyone can start kind of on the, making the connections on, uh, you know, the first day and everything. Not trying to. Start from the ground up. Good. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious, does like, does something like, it's funny, I don't know what does it, because it could just be, but does something like Orange get you in, do you feel when you're getting into different rooms and different opportunities and accesses coming your way? I I definitely pay attention to it. It's, it's not it's so clear all the time. It's not so linear and like all of that. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't automatically feel like, oh my gosh, all the doors are now open or anything like that. But I definitely, over time, like over the last few years, have almost seen like, I mean, it's hard. It is really hard to say because I. It's not. It's not so. It's definitely not so black and white. There are like moments where I'm like, oh, like I really like like these projects that are coming my way. So I think it's almost the content of what's happening where I'm like, oh, is that what it is? It's maybe not like. I can see like, you know, it's not maybe not like uh, all of these new casting directors. It's like, oh, I think I'm connecting to this material more. Maybe that's the access of like what's available is a different maybe echelon of, of, of things. Again, hard to say. <laughs> no, I think that's great because I'm curious. You know, it's funny. I was talking to Kelly Coyne actually uh, mm -hmm. last episode and I was talking to him about different thematic work that he seems to do. And I asked him if that was mm -hmm. conscious. And then he went on this whole thing about how he has no control over his career. And, um, but, but the thing you said is interesting because you start to respond. He, he gets material he's responding to, mm -hmm. just like you said, you start to respond to it. Right. You, you think that the people who are sending you the scripts or attaching are having a, a better consciousness and understanding of who you are, or are you putting that out into the world or is it scripts are better <laughs> because I don't know it could be it really could be both um yeah I, I don't know it really could be both I definitely like I feel drawn to certain material definitely like dramatic material kind of grittier material emotional like all that stuff I think things that feel very real and are really complex like you know that really draws me in 
yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's a mix of, of, you know, I don't know how much control I have in terms of like what I put out there, but I do want to be, you know, smart about what I'm, what I'm doing and, and how I'm doing it. And, you know, how I, what I continue to, to a step into um, going forward, because like, I definitely had a lot of years of just like trying to do as much as possible, get experience and like, and that, you know, for me, I think was necessary and, and meeting all these different people and, and just like showing up, you know, um, and the repetition of it. And, and now I feel a little bit of, of, um, of like, I really want to like fall in love with what I'm doing, everything that I'm doing. Yeah. So that's, hopefully I'll be able to, but yeah, it's a, it definitely feels, that feels like a, a shift to be able to kind of have a choice, which sounds insane. It just sounds like. <laughs> it's interesting because you may not have the choice in the sense that I mean, we mm-hmm. talked about the idea of being able to curate and, and make your mm-hmm. own opportunity. That's one thing. And, and working with, yeah. on projects with people like the feels and things like that, where you mm-hmm. know who they are and what they're about and you can do yeah. them. And then, you know, it's, very funny. And then a script comes your way that you know is a good opportunity. You hope you resonate with it because yeah. the people are of high quality. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm, you kind of want to do the project for that. Or mm-hmm. as the ebb and flow of every career happens, there's like, yeah. oh, there's work still at some point, you know. Yeah. Is, is there work at all? <laughs> you know, we had a year where yeah. uh, it's, it was interesting because I don't know if you were you have you been working in the pandemic? I, I feel like I feel like no, definitely this not. Is the no, first, this is the first thing, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes, and I'm I'm very grateful to to be able to work at all. And it's, it truly is like the timing of everything feels like kind of nuts. Um, but yeah, I, I did I did like Monsterland before, like trial in Monsterland before the pandemic hit and the pandemic hit and you know nothing and then uh and then started I guess auditioning in the in the fall and winter a bit more um and and besides having to quarantine in a on an island um Mm -hmm. things will feel almost normal you know so when yeah it's interesting I think of like the trial like it's funny. I want to ask about the work on that because you mm-hmm. know I'm a huge fan. But also, it was nice that mm-hmm. movie came out in the middle of the pandemic, and everybody was paying attention to it because we're so grateful. <laughs> a real movie came out with yeah, yeah, yeah. That there's, that there's content at all, yeah. You know, and thank God that got made in time. Mm-hmm. But also, I don't know what I want to say. It's also kind of got to be a little weird. Like twice I've used that word, um, but it's got to <laughs> be a little odd that that. <laughs> that that phenomenon comes out it's got all this attention and you're like in your bed yeah in your apartment you know? <laughs> yeah it uh, is very strange like, yeah. you know, i'm winning like yeah you're winning best ensemble and we're not even together to celebrate yeah yeah <laughs> no that's very true yeah it does it does feel um it's a it's a strange adjustment to you know and and i think it's i think it's maybe a necessary one i think it would be of course very very cool to be in a room with with everyone and be able to celebrate but um I don't know I, I think yeah it is it is strange to kind of see things happen rolling in on your bed and you're like yeah 
But I don't know. I think it does bring a, an interesting perspective to, to I guess what we do and and why we do it because it it just is like another kind of nail in the coffin for me of like oh it's not about it's not about that stuff that stuff is great um, and for a long time I really really cared about that stuff or like wanted to be you know thought that that was you know the the highest level of success is to get some award or something and yeah it just it just reminds. It just is a, a good reminder and a welcome reminder of like, um, but that that's just like not what it's about, and um, it's like not necessary. It's cool, but it's like cool to watch from afar. <laughs> well, I'm gonna ask. Well, it's interesting. I think it's not what it's about, and I think the pandemic's been great uh, for you know, ter- you know, a lot of terrible career industry, blah blah blah. But it's been yeah. affirming about what's important, you know, and yeah. what to care about. However. There's also this terrible thing, like when you went, you know, Doomsday is in a festival in Brooklyn, you get to mm-hmm. meet, you meet yeah. Oh, yeah. the people who made the feels. And if you're at a ceremony recognizing your film, you can mm-hmm. also turn to the person next to you who's made another film. That, that you love, yeah. That you love, and you can form those relationships. And I think it's really been hard during the pandemic to... Yeah to create new relationships has been challenging. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's like the biggest thing I think I might be you know sad about is like the, um, the coming together of everything, the celebrating each other's work. And yeah, for I'm, sure. That is like a, a definite downside. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I don't want to bring it down, but I was thinking like, Oh, that's gotta be surreal. And at the same time, I'm glad that you put it in the, the reaffirming part of like what that is. And then, and then just remembering that, because I do think it's a, the industry is our, I think our business, like every business is about relationships. And, and one of the ways you get to know people, especially, you know, you're doing this shoot right now, you're on an Island. So you're going to get to know those people really well. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Creating the opportunity for other people to get to know you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. How was shooting on the trial? It was uh, great. I mean, (laughs) I definitely like I felt like I was in a bit of a master class of just like taking everybody in you know I, I the first day I started was the last scene in the whole movie and so I was watching like Eddie do like the speech kind of over and over again and um just like it just, yeah it really was like watching a master class and like just trying to like stay present and breathe and like remember what I'm doing and just you know like the real basics of acting just like you know, don't, uh, you know, don't forget uh, to breathe <laughs> and stay present. Literally, your feet are on the ground, you know, just like, but yeah, you know, it was great. Everyone was super welcoming and made, even though my, you know, part is very small, it's like, they made me feel part of the family and like, you know, uh, included me in, in a lot of ways. And so that was a surprise, something I definitely didn't expect. <laughs> um and yeah, I, I definitely felt like taken care of and supported throughout the process, which was, which was wonderful. And then just like, yeah, getting to, getting to really like watch everybody's process and how, how people work, Mark Ryland's like, my God, you know, <laughs> it's like, I'm like, I can watch you read a newspaper for 24 hours straight, you know, <laughs> like, um, so yeah, that was really cool. And Aaron was, you know, just so welcoming and so kind. 
Um, and very funny. And, you know, the whole experience was like a dream. It, it made me like really um, want to do more things like that. When you say like that, you mean, you mean in an environment, is that what you mean mm-hmm. by an environment of that quality? And yeah, yeah. Something like more things that are that supportive. And I also just like love, you know, working on things that really happened. And, you know, early on when we were talking about the no rehearsal, I'm like, oh, yeah. Like there's no rehearsal, but you have like a one-on-one scene with Mark Rylance. <laughs> heart attack, heart attack city. <laughs> um, no, it was, it was, it was we actually did do uh, one table read. I was able to go to, which was cool. And then, and yeah, we rehearsed, like we, we ran them and, and did all the things we do, you know, just like blocking it and running them a few times. So that was maybe a bit more than you would normally get, I think on like a TV show or whatever, where you're kind of like blocking it, running it through and then like setting up the shot and then shooting. There was like a bit more time we could take, but we, but yeah, we, we didn't, um, we didn't do a ton of takes. It was pretty kind of uh, fast moving. Nice. Which, yeah, which makes sense. (laughs) And everybody seems to know what they're doing. (laughs) Very good. Um, yeah, Mike, you know, I think about you saying, oh, I want it, wanting to do that, but, and I love that work, more stuff that you're attracted to is connecting. And it's interesting, just the idea of breathe and listen and breathe and be present. Mm-hmm. Um, because what do you think when you think about like, what's the difference today that you bring into the room, any room could be the audition, could mm-hmm. be this first day on the center um, that mm-hmm. you maybe didn't bring with you 10 years ago, but what do you carry with you into the room now? Yeah, that's a really good, that's such a good question. And I think, um, I, I mean, I, there's, a, there's so many aspects to this. <laughs> I'm like, so what? Um, and I, there's so much still that I'm, that I'm learning and that I'm sure I will learn in this next, you know, these next few months. But a big thing I would say would be not that I didn't totally do this as a kid, but like coming in with, you know, an idea, like, you know, a kind of fully, not like I have a finished version of what's happening, like still being malleable and collaborative, but, you know, in a way, like having my voice through the character, um, having, you know, having a fuller idea of what I'm bringing in. Instead of, I think what I maybe used to do was like have a lot of ideas what I thought they wanted, the like, you know, universal they, the you know, <laughs> all empowering they, um, and try to like fit into that instead of being like, oh, this is what excites me and I want to bring this in. And also like, you know, when you are hired, hopefully you're hired because like of your ideas and like how, you know. Um, so I think it's like continuing continuing that and in that world um something that i'm i'm like still adjusting to and 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 finding my my footing in is um is having a voice like even on set like being able to question things and and you know if something doesn't make sense like ask and and really like not just like kind of like do what you're told but like really have a creative input in some way and like if it's, if it's, you know, available to you, like sometimes depends on what kind of, you know, set you're working on. But like, I think you should always be able to speak up and, and, and have, have a say in what you're doing. 
Um, so I think that is getting like imprinted in me more and more. And when you say ask, like it's interesting to say creative mm-hmm. input is one thing, but asking, mm-hmm. are you, there's asking because you ask because you have an idea or ask for clarity. Obviously both is yeah. great. Ask for clarity and, and ask, you know, something like, you know, doesn't feel comfortable for you, like anything like that. Like just ask, just being curious, continuing to be curious and not taking everything as like, uh, as fact as is, as like kind of in stone. Um, that things can be malleable and that like, you know, when that you can have your voice in there. And do you carry that? I love that you said what the universal day, because do you think you carry that in that into the audition room as well? Right. I mean, you, you have to, mm-hmm. you want them to pick you for what you can bring versus yeah. knowing that you fill a spot. For sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely taken a while and I think it's still, it's still, you know, there's moments where like the old stuff comes up where I'm like, I hope this, and they're like, oh, stop, <laughs> like, just stop, just do, do, and, and, and I guess like all the things, like being comfortable, like, you know, doing it again, like asking to do it again, or, or saying like, I'm going to start from the top, but I just must, whatever it was, you know, being more comfortable, not feeling like I'm like standing on a stage, like naked, like, you know, like being judged. It's like, it's like, oh no, I'm coming in like, to create something and it's like I'm not happy with what just happened like I'm gonna have to do it again you know like being more comfortable doing those things and do you think that is that a process I mean it, it's obviously a process throughout time because like you still have to be mm-hmm. the monster down to be like stop asking for approval you know <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> but was there something is there a moment in your like at what point did you digest that and say oh I'm gonna do that like did did you Hmm. was it a job? Was it something? Was it somebody else modeling it or was just the environment? I think it was a combination of all the things, probably like hearing how other people, you know, definitely like friends and other people, you know, uh, kind of following certain people's leads in that way. I was like, Oh my gosh, that's allowed. You can do that. Like not just not knowing certain things for a long time. Um, And the whole like really, you know, imprinted thing of like wanting to be like, like to and maybe like overshooting sometimes being like oh I'm doing this like like overcorrecting in moments and then finding the balance I think that's kind of how it happened where I was like oh I need to like take my power back and then you're like wait this is collaborative and like you know like I don't know just like really trying trying and failing trying not to be so scared when I'm auditioning and like all that stuff but yeah I don't know it's definitely I definitely think it's like a trial and error kind of situation where you're like you know, finding your footing and, and then falling and then finding your footing again and then falling and finding what works for you. Yeah, it's, there's definitely not like a paint by numbers kind of uh, answer that I found. I think it definitely was like, oh my gosh, I keep asking to do things again. I should stop asking every single time I have to do it again. <laughs> maybe, maybe like trust, there's like also a trust in it that it like, you know, it's not as bad as I think. <laughs> you know, there's like, there's so many layers to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, um but yeah find my footing <laughs> oh, I think it's great and it, it's, every time I hear that I think like it it's such a it's such an interesting thing about this career of like trying to desperately get approval and and I think it's because early training 
your mm-hmm. your teacher is also the director is also the casting person so so it's you yeah. know if you're in a college or a high school like all those three roles are combined in one person so you hope they like what you're doing you know and Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And no matter how good a teacher they are, it's hard to break that. So it takes forever to realize like, right, you're the artist. You're both artists. You're both yeah. in the room yeah. an artist. For sure. Yeah. And I think also like, that's such a good point. And, and I think also like, I mean, beyond just like being a girl and being young when I was like, when I started, I think a lot of the things that I was reading at that time, you know, like, Oh my gosh, 15 years ago when I started really more. Um, and at that time, the, the, the uh, material that was available, like in high school, we were able to do some like really kind of interesting, like challenging work. But in, when I was actually auditioning, I think a lot of it was felt like I was probably auditioning for like one or two different characters all of the time. It was like the bratty teenage version of something um, and not across the board, but like a lot of the stuff that was coming in was like a certain thing and kind of a certain thing that I didn't totally feel. There was like very few things that I felt like, oh, I can like, I can, I can like do this. And a lot of them, I was like, oh, anybody can do this. It just is like a look thing or whatever, thing, you know, so the fitting into that package, I think was like kind of set in early yeah because i because i saw what they were looking i was like shown to me in tv and and you know there wasn't like a huge array of of characters but that phrase of anybody can do this really starts to when you feel that you start to diminish your own art because i Mm -hmm. started because i've i remember there was a couple moments of like you can direct that well anybody can direct that play and i'm like right (laughs) but they could are certain plays that have existed forever and many people have directed them really brilliantly and really poorly and across the board anybody can but you have to bring even to those roles where you're fitting in a package you have Mm -hmm. to start to figure out how do I bring me myself yeah and yeah because it becomes a trap you know Mm -hmm. you start to to great you start to diminish your own value you know right you're like I'm now just gonna like copy whatever this thing is that I've seen before and that's sort of the full thought of that is like the full thought is like, you know, I, anybody can do this and I, but I like, I can't like, it's just like, it's not, it's not just like everybody can do this. It's like, everyone can do this. And it's not me you know, like being so sure that like, I'm to something to fit into this, you know, it felt more cookie cutter than what I felt like inside. And I'm sure that I felt, you know, that I was like much more like, troubled and, and like emotional <laughs> that I like, I remember that I remember like you know people people saying like directors and things when I would get close to something that like I just had like sad eyes and like I looked like you know <laughs> like I was, I was going through it as a little you know teenage angsty <laughs> baby <laughs> your eyes were too sad for the person who's about to be gang raped on the show we need you to be happier <laughs> oh my god no for real <laughs> please help us oh my god i know like definitely pigeonholed early on <laughs> oh man it's just it's so great I'm, i want to ask you know if you have advice but i also mm-hmm. want to ask or say like i'm grateful you know you're 
busy and do the work. And I think you love, I think my instinct is because you love theater, but I also think like, mm-hmm. Oh, you know, you've done work with the farm and you know, early career playwrights and next to college students. Doing, yeah. like, you came and you've done a couple of readings, uh, one play, Leah Romeo's, which is about to finish. Yes. Tragic. Yes. It's, oh my God, it's been so fun. The, the play was great and you and Kathleen reading, it was fantastic. And I think helped line what that can be. And even the uh, Judith play where you had like mm-hmm. all the lines and, <laughs> but killed that scene. And I it's think so like, fun. I'm like, what, but you, you do things like the readings. Forget, I want to say like, why? Cause I like, I hope you mm-hmm. do it just cause they're good experiences and that they're, yeah. but, but what keeps you engaged in doing that? Oh yeah. I mean, I, I do love theater. Um, and I, you know, I, I just love it. I really do. I think when there's time and I have, you know, the, the like, uh, emotional energy bank available to me, I'm always like kind of jumping at those, I, I like, you know, I've done, I did so many readings even this, this past year during the pandemic on, you know, we, we did one of them and on Zoom and like, you know, readings on Zoom can definitely be, there's a challenge to it, but I was, I am just happy to like continue working and, and, and meeting new characters and new playwrights and directors and all of it. I think, and especially like working with the students, that was so fun. <laughs> like, it's just, it's so cool to, to kind of like collaborate and create something together on something that they're they're going to be working on for a year or whatever it is. And um, yeah, I don't know. It just, it feels like second nature to me, honestly, uh, to say yes and to kind of gravitate towards readings and, and collaboration in that way. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And my last question, do you have advice? Mm-hmm. Anything you would share with people starting out oh. or anywhere in their career? I don't yeah. care. I mean, you talked about great stuff, you know, just the idea mm-hmm. of bringing yourself into the room. Isn't that's a big one. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's a big one for me, at least. Um, no, I, I feel I feel um, funny giving any kind of advice, but I would just say, like, yeah, continue to, like, get to know yourself. Um, that's what's helped me is, like, deepening my understanding of myself, of what I want to do and say and and how I want to show up and um you know uh and then you know kind of what we were talking about before like finding the people you want to work with gravitating towards what and who you want to work with um and creating whatever kind of support system and community within that um because it can be really especially when you're like doing self-tape like virtually and like (laughs) You know, it can be lonesome and long and the journey is long. And so like whatever you can do to like kind of create joy within that, that's, um, that's a big thing. And then, you know, just like trying to, like you were saying, what's your idea of success and stuff like that, like finding what really, really feeds, feeds you and following that and not just like believing whatever kind of success we're sold. Um, Cause I don't know, that was a big thing when I was younger of like thinking that it looked a certain way. Um, and not only that it looked a certain way, but it also like would feel a certain way because it looked that way, you know, but like really getting deep and figuring out like, you know, where the love is and where the joy is and, and, 
and continuing to fill that pot. so good to talk to her and I, I loved at the end just the idea of filling up the pot you know keep working and another thing we you know it's interesting she talked about you having a voice and bringing yourself I think other people have talked about that too bringing yourself to the work you know your interpretation your idea but also collaborating in the process and having a say in that and it was interesting I mean we talked a little bit after the interview just to catch up and you know i talking about what specifically like in context of like talking about different ways certain parts of stories can be shown that like oh what if we did this what if we did that and and I thought thought it's a great reminder that that you're as an as an actor you know we know like as a writer's writing the story the director gets this empowered thing because they're responsible for the whole but everybody is a collaborator who's working and everybody's idea is vital and I just I loved when she talked about you know, not only bringing yourself to the role, but just having a say in how things are done. And I just want to encourage that because I don't think that's not, def- you know, not in a defensive or, I don't know, I want to digging in your heels way. It's just, it's collaborating. And and that was, it was great to hear and think like, right, that's, that's actually why we're all in the room. We're all artists. We all bring something valuable. And I really appreciated that. And I also just I appreciate that, and I also know that that's one of the joys of working with her and other great artists is that they they make you better. And I think, you know, as you're thinking about approaching your work and going into doing things, like, all right, well, what do I love about this? What do I want to bring? How do I see this scene? What's important and personal to me? And I think as we continue to generate work, we want to think about that. I also had a conversation as we're wrapping this up I, on that what's important to me. You know, I'm really proud of the fact that the college collab, Leah Romeo's play, is going to be read in New York in October, and we're starting next year. Jake Prash has been announced to be the playwright this year, and I was having a conversation with him, and we were thinking about, you know, in these times and important times of what stories need to be told, and and I was just thinking about that and thinking there's a little censor self-censorship that happens maybe with me about like because this idea is this the story that needs to be told now and I thought I don't know that I don't know what has to be told it's clear sometimes what stories need to get out in the world but what I know what I'm writing is it's a story that I need to tell right now does it need to be produced right now does it need to be heard right now I don't know but but it's okay for me to be like, this is what I have to, I have to tell it because it has to come out of me. And I think, I think is a little bit, and this might be more about me than anything else, a little bit of questioning of like, oh, is this important? Is this the thing that has to be said? Is this the thing that needs to be said right now? I don't know. But I know that this is the thing I have to say. And if a saying, it just means getting it on paper and getting it out into the world so that it's the right time to enter into the conversation and share it with the universe, the community. I've done it. I've got it out of myself. And I just, uh, I'm saying that because as we're starting to exit the quarantine and the pandemic and uh, having that conversation with Alice about resonating with, you know, what speaks to you about what do you want to bring, how you want to bring yourself out into the world. Um, you know, I want to make sure that I'm doing that. And, and you know, I can worry about if it's the right conversation to put into the world is much I can do that later. It's much different than, is this something I have to say? And, you know, when I write, 
that is what I write. I write what I have to say, what I'm wrestling with. And uh, so I'm going to get uh, get to it and get some writing done. And really, really, really looking forward to seeing and hearing what you are working on and what you are sharing and putting out in the world. And I hope to see it live very soon. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing it, sharing the pod with anybody who you think would appreciate it. You know, as we've said before, all the reviews help. The five-star rating on the Apple podcast thing really helps people to find it. And with that, we're out. We're out.